Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains in transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, we are delivering... Not with the A line, not with B line, not with C line. Oh, no, wait. Yes, with B line. We are delivering with B line. <laughs> that we are. Uh, yeah, global perspective. But today we will be thinking locally because we yes. have local pedal, tricycle, bullet bike, every now and then one vehicle <laughs> delivery one company, B line, joining us. <laughs> and uh, as, as, a good friend of mine and very, very happy and pleased to have him on the show, Sam Applebaum. Thank you so much for joining us. Right on. Hey, how's it going, Guthrie? <laughs> Pretty good. It's been a while. Hey, hey, how's it going, y'all? Pretty good. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Should I be on video too? Only if you want. Mm-hmm. Only if I want. Well, totally your, your call. <laughs> so you'll see this cool background here. Nice. We got a neat train. I'm a big rail fan, and so figure. Tell us about Ooh, the train. Nice. Uh, that is a, a old Santa Fe passenger train. Um, what was it called? I'm not sure. I think it ran down, uh, ran all over the country back in the day. But I think those are F units from the 60s, 50s or 60s. It's a beautiful, beautiful colorway there. It's just a neat train. I remember seeing a photograph on the internet and saying, well, that's cool. So Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Me and mm-hmm. my dad went down to the Rail Museum uh, about a month and a oh, half ago. Yeah, the Oregon Heritage Rail Museum, that one down there by Onzi. Yeah, do you ever make it down there? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. I think that's a fascinating place. They have a lot of old, they got a lot of machinery down there because they do all the maintenance on those locomotives. And one of my favorite steam locomotives is down there. It's the, um, the Southern Pacific 4449. The, yeah. Excellent, excellent locomotive. Has a really cool steam whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <It> sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Those are oh, the, the... Shasta, the, the Shasta Daylight is, is its other name. Beautiful. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, train talk. Totally. Oh, good to good to chat with you. I thought we'd just take yeah. it easy in here. Um, catch yeah. up a little bit. No doubt. No doubt. And also, thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity to to have a conversation with you too yeah we're talking about beeline yes indeed beeline urban delivery right my on. place okay my place of employment cool yeah good company i really like them oh, um, cool. indeed. had the had the pleasure of inter interviewing franklin twice actually yeah, he'd mentioned that. He had mentioned he'd spoken a couple of times with uh, Sprocket Podcast. And he's yep. like, oh, yeah, go make it happen. Go have fun. Yeah, he's a good person to speak with, for sure. Yeah. He's got a lot of great ideas. Yeah. How has uh, stuff been down at Beeline so far? We are rolling. Um, we are still operating seven days a week um, at a slightly reduced capacity in some areas that we typically serve, namely... Uh, delivery into restaurants like b2b or business to business delivery um but we have seen an uptick in our service of 
grocery, particularly with our uh, largest partner, New Seasons Market. So we've we've been doing a lot of work in different programs with them over the past four weeks to um, alleviate their receiving burden uh, at the back door, in addition to helping out some of their um, partner brand items get into markets quicker um, than would be typically possible because there was a pretty big pinch on a freight demand there and truckers were going truckers and shipping companies were like Wah! running around like crazy yeah. for those first couple of weeks without a doubt and so we've definitely seen an uptick there but there's there's no denying that you know we've uh, us and and the greater community of um, local food entrepreneurs and growers have been affected and we've been um, certainly having a lot of conversations with with all people across across that local food economy on what the pivot looks like to maintain business and to get product to market in uh, different means. So touch-free pickups or direct-to-consumer delivery, which is not something that Beeline has delved too deep into in the past. We've traditionally been that service provider um, acting on behalf of companies to get their product into their markets, so into mm. restaurants, groceries, office accounts, all that kind of stuff, but not really that home delivery. And so it's it's been interesting to see the partners that we've been working with uh, seek to pivot in that direction. Um, whether or not it sticks, it really depends on how long we're all experiencing this together and what the lasting impacts are. But it's certainly been interesting to see and participate in you know, you know a whole regional economy like being kind of upended and thinking creatively on both how to support one another and continue getting product in the market to not, you know, see anything go to waste, which is uh, no one wants to see that. Right. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a technical question real quick. Tech. Yes. Shoot. Yeah. What, what microphone are you using? Cause you're sounding really good. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I'm, I'm using uh, some um, old Apple earbud headphones oh, okay. from, from a couple of, uh, couple of phones past plugged into a dongle, plugged into uh, my device, my Apple device. <laughs> yeah. No, it's working. It's nice. It's honestly, one of the better sounds we've had on a guest. It's clear. Oh, excellent. Well, this, this might be a particularly good one to come out of the factory. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> also sitting outside in a hammock right now yeah and, uh, well i could see you were sitting and laying back in something i wasn't sure yeah, right i was I like can... well it doesn't sound like he's outside though right i am indeed right i'm uh yeah, hammocking enjoying is that a hammock sure. that you use uh like to do any bike camping with in the past uh, you know, this is actually a roommate's hammock oh, that okay. is, that is gotcha. strung up here. I, I typically sleep on the ground. That's my that's my spot. Gotcha. But I don't. I'm not opposed to the hammock life. I think it'd be great to take with on certain trips, but I don't own one not yet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. is this the first time that you've been on the show, Sam? This is the very first time. Okay, mm-hmm. so we should yeah. we should tell our listeners a little bit about Sam. Uh, oh sure. Sam <laughs> is a fellow that I met pretty much the very first month or two that I moved to Portland way back ago. And we worked in a bike shop uh, together, Cycle Portland. 
And then um, Sam had you had just been off a trip to circumnavigate Baker, was it? By skis and bikes, was it at the time? It was a, a trip called Pedal Your Turns that went from Mount Shasta up to Mount Adams, and we rode with our um, skis and split boards on our bicycles between um, those volcanoes, and we. Uh, started at Chaston, got a summit, and then went to South Sister and got on top, and then went to Hood, got shut down by weather, and then made our way up to Mount Adams and made it to the top. And we did it all by bicycle. We just, you know, yeah, and I just finished that. That was a um, a third Pedal Your Turns trip is what we called them that we had completed, and that was back in May of 2013. And, yeah, so landed in Portland after that specific trip in june so that's when we must have met june of 13 yep hmm. totally nice yeah i'd always just been cool. so fascinated about that ride i wanted to let our listeners know sam is an incredibly accomplished <laughs> oh. bicycle bike packer <laughs> skier um has has some stories oh, thanks guthrie yeah yeah there there have been a few of those trips and i've i've got the itch right now there's i've i've attempted to bike ski mount hood of various times um throughout the years starting in uh when was our first attempt? It was back in 2010 or 11 or something. And all three times that we've tried it by bike, we've been unsuccessful. And so there is there. I, I've got a I've, I've got a mission to try and get on top of that thing. One of these days, that'll be that'll be fun. So I was thinking this year might be the year. And then, well, things change. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Maybe next year. I've said that for the past well, since 2013, I'm like, well, next year I'll finally nail Hood. Yeah, next year I'll get it. Yeah, I'll get it next year. But yeah, there have been a few of those trips in the past uh, from Eugene down to Yosemite um, with skis. Um, tell you, you'll never feel sillier than having a split board on a bike in the middle of the Nevada desert when it's like 95 degrees out. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing with skis on a bike right now? Um, and then various trips. Uh, from Eugene up to uh, Hoodoo Mountain and trips out of Tahoe as well, just around the local area. A means by which to pursue a passion and try to alleviate one of the impacts, which is getting into a car to get to the trailhead. So we're like, well, if we can ride bikes to get there and make it happen, then that's cool. Try and make that make that a thing. And yeah, it's got a couple of partners who we've done the trips with and I'm, I'm i'm yearning for kind of a reunion at one of these times i don't think that last trip was our last trip it's just you know, things take time yeah definitely we talked mm. last week with uh ryan hashigan uh, about his paddling adventures as well oh paddle by bike mm -hmm. very cool i love the multimodal transport yeah yeah oh, that's sometimes great. carrying a canoe by bike Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. whoa no kidding yeah i gotta i gotta give a listen to that episode yeah for sure so how have you cool. been um holding together lately sort of what's it look like in the day-to-day -day and how how is that relating to mm. i guess you know time in a hammock versus time down in the trenches to some degree yeah absolutely uh i've seen a, a transition to to more work from home with Beeline, which I've been grateful about. I'm pretty much at home three days a week and then down at the warehouse uh, two days a week. So, uh, and back around my role with Beeline, I'm the operations supervisor. So that's, uh, what does that mean uh, in that company? Uh, it would be, I guess, a leadership level position um, on the ops side, 
working in close uh, conjunction with Franklin and our sales team, mechanic team, or uh, manager of IT to kind of drive the company forward. So recently, that's there's some staff facing um, work in addition to business development work and kind of looking at ways of growing Beeline beyond where we currently are. And over the past three weeks, my transition has been to stay at home more days than not to try to alleviate the impact of having multiple people in our warehouse. We're really trying to focus on not having more people than we necessarily need down there. And it also provides me an opportunity to um, not get distracted by being like, well, there's a truck, I'll go help unload that. Or, oh, let's go find that product for you in the cooler. Or, oh yeah, I'll answer that phone call. And what are we talking about now? So as can happen in the uh, the busy world of a um, logistics company here. But um, a lot of the work recently has been at home and I'm still waking up and clocking in, but early. And I'm generally clocked in from most of the day and then later on in the evening to set the following day up. So we've had to make a, a fairly large transition staff-wise. Um, we, all our staff is maintained. We've not laid off or, or furloughed anyone. There has been a slight reduction of hours. However, we now have the opportunity to um, pay for more labor hours uh, because of that SBA loan. and. We are looking to hopefully get hours back up. It's not necessarily glamorous work. It might be cleaning the freezer or doing X, Y, and Z, but it's, it's hours nonetheless. And so that, that transition to work from home has been difficult for sure, just because I've used, I've used to have and am used to having a, quite a hands-on approach to the work and supporting our frontline staff and kind of being a liaison between, you know, business development or, or questions that our client partners might have and translating that information to our staff. So kind of that, that, that process of letting go is, can be difficult for sure. I don't, uh, but at the same time, I have full faith and trust in our, our team. We have a great team of very dedicated individuals who are able to hold it down and have done a really good job um, of keeping some semblance of normalcy um, happening for our clients and then just the warehouse in general. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what, doing what we can. <laughs> doing what we can for totally. sure. Um, it's, and then other than that, I mean, just, I, I live with, uh, three other housemates and, and all four of us are currently working from home. My partner, Emily does, uh, Pilates and movement. And so she's transitioned to, uh, virtual lessons, um, at least five days a week throughout the day. And then I live with a student as well, who's just finishing up a master's degree. And then another uh, roommate does kind of a business coaching and stuff. And so all of a sudden our, our little bungalow up here in North Portland is, is uh, a little home office quite busy (laughs) and we're all working in like the different corners. I'm, I'm upstairs, Emily, my partner's in the living room. Erin typically works outside uh, finishing up her schoolwork and, and uh, Leah's got a Leah's got a little home office guest bedroom here, so it's busy for sure. I think that's been a big transition for at least a lot of my peers as well, who who are co-housing, and for the folks who are continuing to work, it's like okay, well, especially work from home. How do you how do you make that transition? All of a sudden, we are all kind of 
you know, on similar rhythms where we <laughs> used to be all on very different schedules and wouldn't see each other too often. And now it's like, hi, <laughs> here we all are <laughs> working together. Yeah. I mean, how about you guys? What's it been like uh, on your end? I mean, we're, we're not together giving this interview. However, yeah, the conversations continue. Yeah. We've been pretty fortunate um, to be able to, to tap into zoom for yes. this right. it's uh it's no substitute for the studio that's for sure right <laughs> uh, right yeah at least we're not halting operations on our end yeah uh, totally we're able to still get episodes out um i mean i believe we we scheduled this before you know the stay at home order I think I think, were, I think it was like right yeah right at the start. I remember being like April 20th. Gosh, that seems like a lifetime away. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Uh, totally. <laughs> I mean it kind of has been. It's like every each day is just so different, right? Every yeah. day seems just like, well, today is today. And we'll see what today brings. We'll see what happens <laughs> across our across our globe. Yeah, totally. And it's been yeah. You've but, been getting out with some rides with Anna, haven't you, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, we go around the neighborhood. We try, if we nice. can't get out riding, we'll take a jog. If yeah. we can't do either of those, at the very least, take a walk around the block or something. Um, and then on top of that, <laughs> she's she's like used to a pretty strict exercise regimen. And so mm. um, her gym being closed was a little tough for her. So now we, we do like gym at home. Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard that same sentiment over the past yeah. couple of days. People who have been very used to that, the routine of the gym and that kind of that, yeah. that lifestyle, it can be a big shock to be like, oh, wait, what, well, what do I do now? Yeah. It's, um, you know, those questions of motivation, right? And like, what keeps you motivated to continue doing the things that you want to do and you know, that, that the social component of going to a gym can be a big motivating factor. And Oh, totally. And, and yeah. the psychological impact of, of having exercise, you know, on, mm. a, on a regular basis. Um, yep. She was um, smart enough and aware enough to know that that was like on the horizon. Like I need to find a way to exercise, a way to like get that energy out before, you know, I, I start I start kind of hitting the the downslope, right? Um, right. And she, I, I should say, I'm fortunate enough to be partnered with her in that she knows I need that. Now that mm. I'm not, I'm not commuting, right? Anymore, uh, by uh -huh. bicycle, uh, she knows, or she was good enough to kind of push me into also adopting her her uh, regular exercise exercise regimen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been able to get the mountain bike out for any pumps? Yeah, I've been uh, just doing wheelie practice outside. I <laughs> uh, don't feel, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm, uh, we, I crash. Okay. Every once in a while, about once a year, there might be a big, there might be a big accident. And it's actually been a couple of years since that knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, right. So I, um, when I think about going out, I mean, I want to so bad. Oh my goodness. That bike, especially I, it is too much fun to ride. And, um, I've been interested in getting out, but at the same time, kind of waiting until things 
we'll we'll see we'll see what may brings but it's uh it's ready to go well actually no i need to be the dropper but i might switch that post out for a cable actuated one we'll see might do a little swap there but otherwise it's like oh it's ripping it's such a fun bicycle nice one one of the most fun of all the bikes that are all the most fun to ride it's it's also the most fun (laughs) 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 for sure (laughs) yeah i feel i think i feel that way about all of the different bicycles that i've been lucky enough to acquire over the years i'm like this is my favorite most fun bicycle until i ride the other one and i'm like this is my favorite most fun bicycle (laughs) yep (laughs) my goodness and then i'm like wait riding bicycles is actually one of those um one of those things freedom yeah pedaling around for sure Mm -hmm. i mean there's there's a few fun things i'd like to talk about that we're doing interesting interesting things to um help support that regional economy so one of uh so we we work with a lot of small food entrepreneurs and farmers that sell their product into market you know by way of our various partners uh whether that's organically grown company or new seasons market um organically grown company or OGC, as I may refer to them as um, one of the largest purveyors of organic produce in the Pacific Northwest. And every year we deliver multiple hundreds of thousands of pounds of produce into restaurants for them. And with, with COVID hitting uh, a lot of those farmers that they would serve um, did not have an outlet for their crop getting into market. And so uh, in partnership with new seasons, we created this, um, box called the greater good box which is uh, a means by which to both um, support those regional farmers like groundwork organics or um, some regional producers that would typically sell into restaurants and create essentially like a subscription box that you can um, have a touch-free pickup at beeline weekly and it's um, you don't necessarily pick what kind of produce is going in it, it's kind of dependent on harvest and what's coming out of the ground uh, that week, but there might be um, sunchoke, or who could be uh, uh, some really fun greens that you might have not seen before, um, or basils, or asparagus, and potatoes, and kind of and the like. And so it's been that's fun. We kind of got that started immediately <laughs> after after COVID hit, and we're in our third week now, and we're also providing a local protein box with. Um, proteins provided by Nikki USA and Wilder Land and Sea, which is one of the Wilders, one of the uh, anchor or like master tenants in the red on Salmon Street, where our warehouse is located. And so they're providing rockfish and Nikki USA is providing other proteins as well. And then there's also a like a local maker's box that you can purchase as well. That's kind of helping a lot of folks who are making coffees or teas or sauces or fun treats like that kind of have another outlet for their for their good because it's it's tenuous um the regional food economy there's margins are just so slim for a lot of these companies whether it's uh consumer packaged good items or or if you're in agriculture or protein well slightly higher margins in, in protein but there's it's still tough 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 work uh, so uh, that's like one cool outlet and you can just Google search that the greater good box, new seasons, market dot 
greatergoodboss.com or something and kind of find out a little bit more about that program. So that's a, that's a fun one to look into and a, uh, also a means by which to keep Beeline employed as well, which is cool because you know, we've got to put the boxes together and then facilitate the pickups as well. Um, so that's been a, a, an interesting pivot. And then having all sorts of interesting conversations with different um, small companies in and around the Portland metro area to provide either uh, box pickups from Beeline or direct-to-consumer delivery in the market. So having conversations with um, a few cool entities about how we can how we can get product to people quicker, but at the same time weighing those businesses decisions as like what's what's going to be a legacy project or what's going to be a legacy partnership rather that's going to last beyond where we currently are right now and that's that's an important consideration for a small company like beeline that you know cash flow is perennially tight it's just the way it goes in a super low margin uh, business like well providing logistical service for people who are also working with super low margins and it's, it's a really interesting world to kind of dive into and, you know, realize just how slim it is for so many companies to like continue operating. And it really, really relies upon the regional economies working together and especially in food. That's where I feel like you find, uh, what's become a very popular term over the past few weeks, that resiliency to, to keep economies going. Uh, but it's, it's been really inspiring to work with a lot of these folks who are super grateful for our partnerships and we're grateful for their partnerships as well. Keeping things rolling. It's been interesting. Um, you know, it's, you, you can see there's national supply chains can be taxed. And so we've all seen a, a push towards more local, um, economies over the past couple of years and it's certainly being highlighted yeah there's there's been um i think that another another shift that's kind of happening that helps really make that a a good long-term partnership potential is just sort of the slowing down like i think it just feels like for the first time things are like we're slowing down in a sense even if we already thought we were um right yeah and are just saying okay you know it's it's all right if something takes a lo- like x amount of time longer than it took previous to this like turns out the turns world goes out. on and it's, we continue it's okay. yeah yeah no kidding um uh, when i think about that slowing down and in an in industry like shipping where you know the expectation is i want it now that's a really that's a really tough um can be a tough thing to um reconcile but I, I like that direction i like going that way i tell you some of the larger companies with their free delivery there is you know i have a thing about free delivery and fast delivery <laughs> and all that i'm like it's not free someone's paying for it you know yeah. you yeah. gotta pay for that you you've know? paid for it one way or another yeah one way or another whether those are externalized costs into the environment or you know traffic on the road or all these different things but it comes down to a line item that can pretty easily get absorbed. The larger the company is, of course, companies of scale or whatever. So, but for a small delivery company like Beeline, you know, we, <laughs> whew, 
Um, we try to not do any delivery for free, but I tell you, I tell you what, sometimes, well, it's tough. A lot of our billings and arrears, you know, for services provided. And um, there's been a huge over the, I've been there for six and a half years. And over the past couple, there's been that a big push towards implementing technology to make that billing process easier. You know, when you're working with 20 companies, you can hand write those or hand key those invoices on QuickBooks and look back on, you know, some scanned invoices. But when you're working with 200 plus companies and delivering to 300 something locations and job doing all these things, it's like, wait a minute, we don't want to be invoicing for 15 days before we have to invoice again for <laughs> right. the next 15 days. There's all these. Yeah. So it's a uh, oh billing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> those cycles they keep coming Mm -hmm. Um, yeah very true yeah no doubt did you have anything else um on the beeline front you wanted to share with folks oh uh we will continue to try and make portland a more livable community by taking big trucks off the road and working with regional partners to help take their mind off logistics and continue providing those services for as very long as we can. There are some exciting conversations for sure with uh, larger entities that I, you know, I'm stoked to hopefully turn into a reality and see more trikes on the road. We have more rolling trikes right now uh, than any time in the company's history. And we're bringing two more on board as well soon. Um, Those trikes are a multi-hour conversation well a 10-year long conversation in and of themselves right needless to say there's all sorts of puzzle pieces that you have to put together in order to to make to build that capacity really to be able to provide more services for more folks and you know if one comes before the other you got to wait for the other to get finished before the other one finished oh goodness gracious it's a it's kind of a puzzle for sure but uh some puzzle pieces despite the madness are are coming together or uh, and that's due to the hard work of the dedicated individuals who are working there so i'm excited to put more trikes on the road and and to work across more industry to move product in a in a um friendlier friendlier fashion yeah. no stinky trucks maybe a slow trike <laughs> that you might that you see every once in a while um you know always our apologies if you catch us on one of the bridges we cross them <laughs> I remember when, when I was riding full time, I would cross those bridges like eight or 10 times a day and be like, okay, well, here we go again. Yeah. Um, but I figure it's 30 extra seconds on someone's commute that they can take a look around and see the river and our beautiful city of Portland. What, uh, what is your least favorite bridge to cross? Least favorite. Uh, well, um, specifically in in the sense of delivering in trike in trike life oh it's so contextual oh my goodness (laughs) well uh reese i mean the burnside has not been easy because of the construction and so that was our 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 most crossed bridge as beeliners for sure because so much of our business happened downtown and during that construction period i'll just say that was it was not a fun bridge to cross for no. sure. There's no, no, no doubt about that. Um, surprisingly, one of my fa- uh, favorites to cross would be the Morrison because it's mm. always fun to try and muscle 
800 pounds of freight up that steep hill. Oh yeah. And then get that nice, uh, get that nice downhill on either side and really rip that <laughs> trike around, um, <laughs> safely, of course, yes. but you know, fifth, you know, 1500 rolling pounds can get going pretty quick and you're like, okay, this is cool. This is good. This is a good reward. <laughs> Um, Tillicum is also a fun one to cross. We don't, we haven't been into the South waterfront as much, but we do have a few deliveries that occur down there or up, um, up on, uh, campus that we might access from, uh, Tillicum crossing. So that one's always interesting as well. And I got stories on all the bridges I've sent trikes on, well, we had a trike on the Fremont bridge and uh, wait, no, not Fremont, the Markham bridge for, uh, mm. <laughs> no way, yeah, but not during traffic hours oh, okay. during, during bridge pedal. We were doing a promotion <laughs> okay. with like, Ikea and we set up a, <laughs> we set up a, um, a mobile living room up on top of the Markham bridge. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So, you know, our trikes have been across a fair few bridges. That's for sure. Uh, I think one crossed the Selwood Bridge the other day on our trip to uh, bring product for our program with New Seasons called Green Wheels uh, down to the Selwood Market. So kind of a long trip, but but fun. And that Green Wheels program is a cool one. If I may speak to that one real quick. Yeah, yeah please. Essentially, um, it's a centralized um, aggregation for what New Seasons calls their local finds vendors. So all your favorite local producers across all temperature zones, whether it's um, great sauces or, or perishable goods, hummuses and pestos or frozen goods like hand pies. Um, essentially, there's an issue at the back of back of house at New Seasons Markets where their receiving departments would be taxed by the very people they were trying to service, which are those small producers. So imagine you're making a great crunchy hot sauce uh, and you've got orders at all 18 new seasons locations, all of a sudden you're leapfrogging with another local producer on your delivery days, going from back of house to back of house, bringing, you know, one case of your wares. So in lieu of that, um, our warehouse is a new seasons receiving location and we receive product on behalf of uh, 117 different vendors. And wow. instead of, you know, one vendor bringing, uh, one box, it's beeline bringing up to, you know, 20 vendors products into each new season's location and they're already received. So we just bypass receiving it back a house and are able to get that product directly onto shelves. And this last year, 2019 alone, we, we helped vendors save over 25,000 individual trips that they would have had to make going into market with the idea being there's an opportunity cost of not not making those deliveries yourself at once you're saving your trip time and your wear and tear on your vehicle by just making one consolidated drop beeline in lieu of potentially 18 drops. And these are for companies like Jacobs and salt and Nosa Familia coffee. And, you know, a lot of these bigger companies are participating in that program. So there's some cost savings across the board there. And then of course the positive net positive environmental impact of those more efficient trips and, um, you know, we service five of the, well, six of the stores by trike, um, Selwood, Hawthorne, Seven Corners, Williams, and um, Grant Park. And the rest we do, we actually, Beeline has a truck. Spoiler alert. Uh, we do have a, <laughs> we have a, um, we have a four-wheeled vehicle uh, and a couple of two-wheeled bullets as well. Um, so kind of all, all spectrums, but all of the um, suburban stores are, are, 
serviced by our dual temp box truck, uh, which is packed to the brim uh, four days a week going into all of the markets. So it's it's great. It, it is one truck, but it takes so many different vehicle trips off the road. And it's been a great program to, to participate in. So we just recently during COVID, we were like, well, you know, we're trying to um, create some more trike hours for our riders. So why don't we transition Selwood to a, to a trike store? It used to be a truck store, but that, I don't know if you've seen that street that all the trucks have to park on back there behind the new season. Selwood. That, but that whole yep. area is just full oh, of narrow streets with cars parked on either side. Yeah, for sure. So at least, uh, at least once a week, there's one less truck going to those stores because we got a beeline <laughs> trike going there. And we might also be picking up a bunch of uh, recycling from the markets as well. We run a program called B-Cycles where we backhaul difficult to recycle um, or non-curbside recyclable items like block polystyrene, soft plastic film, or Pactech haulers, those uh, plastic six-pack lids. And we aggregate those at our oh, facility and nice. then make consolidated drops uh, to different processors. There's actually a... a chemical recycler up in Tigard called Agilex, who's been an awesome partner. And we are able to aggregate block polystyrene and bring it to them who then chemically recycle it and turn it back into raw material to send out to get processed. And so that's just one of the many, one of the many little things that we do. I feel like it's, there can be a disconnect looking at our trikes and being like i wonder what those things are doing and if there's an impact that that goes you know well beyond just bringing things from point a to point b so it's another another fun program but yeah what were, we were talking about bridges i think right? oh you're good yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean I, think the, yeah, I love this because uh yeah sam's just someone who is so able to really look at systems and to find you know not only are we saving energy going there we're saving things coming back too and i see like so much of that like beeline is has always done a lot of that they will continue to um yeah. but i think a lot the of that is also logistics. due to your you know you're pushing for things like that within beeline it's just been so nice to see a lot of that pay off over the years yeah, there's been a lot of fun programs that we've developed and continue to develop. And I mean, there, there's no denying it's a struggle. It's tough. It's not. Um, it can be difficult. There can be a disconnect. Now, certainly for our frontline staff between what can be our pretty grandiose mission of uh, making more livable communities and that day-to-day -day grind of it's 39 degrees and raining. I have... 650 pounds of freight in the back of my trike i'm going over the burnside bridge at eight o'clock and <laughs> a couple of cyclists behind me are angry and that dude in the big truck just told me a thing or two about a thing or two and i gotta make this drop here and i'm oh, i got a time crunch i gotta be back at 10 30 to get this account and you know that can there's i've been through it i rode full-time for years and it, it's a grind there's no doubt about that and so it's it's i'm always so uh act proud of of our of the people who are working there and are able to do that and every day that they show up they're they're making a difference and you know there's some there's not a high turnover at beeline but people come in and they work for a couple of years and try to stick around um, we either develop internally which is tough or it's like hey i got another great opportunity that i'm gonna go do x y and z i might go ride my bike across the country or i got a gig uh, doing something cool um outside of beeline and 
and people come and they go, but they're always kind of part of that family, which is, which has been something that's been really cool to see when we have our, our, uh, yearly gatherings every two years, we, you know, there's a good chance that some, some old beeliners are going to show up out of the woodwork and surprise everybody. And it's like, Oh, what, what are you doing here? Uh, so <laughs> good times for sure. One of those, one of those communities that, that, uh, happy to be a part of and hopefully we get to share more of i mean once once this we got once every 12 things i don't know nothing's going to go back to normal that's not going to happen but um once once things who knows what what we're yeah new normal normal, definitely well expressed well expressed how do you say that (laughs) that you know i'm interested in revamping the way that we hire and and kind of looking to provide these um monthly public um, essentially informational tours of, of the company for interested applicants to come down because there can be such a big disconnect between the trikes and being, yeah, I got a resume once that I read over that was like, what's the deal? It was two, two lines. It was like, what's the deal with the beeline trikes? I got legs send. And I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite, uh, my favorite applicant I feel like I've ever seen, but you know, we want to be able to provide more insight to people to understand what the job's about and what, what uh, you're, you're getting into if you're coming and working at Beeline and if that's a way to match uh, vocation and advocation for some people, great. If not, you know, they're at least going to come in and, and bust their butts working here for a little bit. So that, that's a goal when we can meet publicly again, to be able to provide those, those tours. So you could, on a standing day you could come in and be like what's beeline yeah do i want to work here (laughs) do i want (laughs) to do i want to do this who knows so we'll we'll see that'll be that'll be an exciting thing when the time comes and so sam uh you also run a pedal palooza ride of sorts do you want to talk a little bit about that as you know it's it's postponed speaking of things we don't know of Um, yeah right do you it want to is pitch? postponed. <laughs> oh, the great ride. Well, we, we call it a uh, Skyline Tavern Tuesday. This was Oh man. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a legacy ride. Oh yeah? That's what really? I think so. It's been <laughs> on like for a few years in a row, hasn't it? A couple of years. Yeah, it's been it's I've whenever I remember to put it up there, I definitely do. The thing about Tavern Tuesday, uh, shorthand, is that it We've been doing it for a few years now, not always on the shift calendar, but pretty much around this time at around April and going until about October. Um, and for me, it used to be just taking the long way home from Beeline. I'd like, I'll go through Forest Park, go up um, Saltzman, go down to Skyline Tavern, have maybe one or two uh, tall frosty beverages, and then make our way down uh, across the St. John's bridge picking, um, whichever descent we feel for that day, whether it's Springville or Saltzman or maybe even Newberry or fire lane five, if we're feeling spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, it kind of started turning into a bigger thing. You know, I'd invite some friends on and, you know, there'd be now there's rides where 20 people might show up and, or, or there might just be me still on those Tuesdays it, kind of a standing ride that happens you know outside of the month of june as well and it would typically meet at beeline eleven forty southeast 7th avenue at right around five o'clock on a tuesday 
that's one of the meat spots. Uh, and then we typically ride from there up to the Thurman Gate entrance to Forest Park um, on the Leif Erickson Trail. And we typically uh, collect some people there as well. And then we'll ride through the park and kind of hang at the picnic bench right where Saltzman starts and collect everyone there as well and then make our way up to Skyline and then down to the tavern. And it's very much a non-drop ride, uh, no drop, egalitarian, all all pedal all pedalers welcome, all pedal revelers. And we've seen all sorts of different kind of bikes too, from fixed gears on 23C tires up to, you know, uh, uh, a cruiser bike, uh, long tail bikes, cargo bikes, race bikes, any kind of bicycle. If you can pedal it, I saw a townie up there once, uh, which nice. is great. <laughs> yeah, I remember that dude <laughs> got to the top of the hill on Saltzman. He's like, "Well, I know one thing. I don't like going uphill." <laughs> it was his first time going through the park, which is awesome. So much fun to ride. And nice. Then he bust out a pack of palm alls at the tavern and started helping him down. And I'm like, "This is just excellent." Yeah. <laughs> Good time. So yeah, Tavern Tuesday. Um, when we all get to ride together again, we will. I think I have an Instagram page for it uh might just be called at skyline tavern tuesday there are no posts um uh, not yet at least but um it is uh it's up there on the internet and you know whenever the shift calendar opens up i'll put it up on there as well so that that's a fun ride uh that's always a always a good time for sure and uh i must say guthrie introduced me to the wonders of forest park that ride that we went on together and uh when we were working at cycle portland i remember we rode through the park on the trail that was my first time riding through there and you mm. introduced me to uh, a place of great solace and solitude for me when on a bicycle and so i'm i think about that from time to time and i'm very appreciative and just thank you yeah oh, cool. of i course. remember that ride i remember that like, ride fondly too that was that was, that a good, was good I think that was when you were attempting to ride every single street in Portland. Wasn't that was yep. that the goal? <laughs> yep. Those were the days. I, re- I recall. This might be the summer I go I back recall. to that as long as we're doing the social nice. distance thing. <laughs> yeah, right? Be like, well, got a few left to check off the list. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Oh, shit. Don't tempt me. Yeah. <laughs> do it. I mean, do it. Yeah, dude. All right. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make it happen i'll report back um well there's a there's another fun ride that kind of happened um in addition to tavern tuesday we kind of started switching off tuesdays uh it was called pdx drinks outside which is well we try to be responsible for sure uh but there often are slingshots involved and cutty little routes someone would make a route um through one of the quadrants and try to make it kind of as cutty as possible going on all the little all the dirt alleyways any roadway not improved was fair game or if you knew a single track little section you know even if it's a block which is feels like what we can get here in portland like oh did you get that go over that sweet bump back there (laughs) my fun little section of single track so that was another fun ride um a lot of the people who are participating it um started having children though so they were starting dropping starting to drop but another fun ride that occurs on tuesdays i'm not sure if they post it on the shift calendar they might but um it's one of those things where 
you might see a ride during that time of year where you see a lot of rides and maybe you have a little bit more time and you might want to turn around and follow that ride and say, Hey, where are you guys going? What you got, what you got going on? And I think <laughs> oh, that's yeah. one of the, yeah. the beauties yeah. of that time of year here in Portland, um, where you can meet a lot of wonderful people, um, with the bicycle as the conduit for those relationships. And I am always personally bummed out that it also coincides with grass pollen season, but thank, thank goodness for a couple of, couple of medications i've found over the years that make yeah. it bearable to be outside but have you guys had bad allergies this year has it hit you at all yeah I've, I've been fortunate i don't have any allergies oh nice <laughs> i started getting them i uh no kidding this yeah last year was the first summer that i that i started getting the allergies so i, I hear if you live up here long enough you end you end up developing pollen allergies just because there's <laughs> yeah. so much pollen in the air yeah there is a lot up here when I lived down in Eugene, they would call it the catcher's mitt for grass pollen. And it had wow. like the highest grass pollen counts of anywhere on earth. Like, wow. like, I remember some summers looking at the um, the pollen count provided by like allergy asthma and associates. And it was, <laughs> I remember looking, it was 1500 parts per million. And I was, that's just oh. like, you can like bat that out of the air. Yeah. You're just like, I can see this shit. And I'm like dying. I would walk out. I was a mess. I used to be that dude wearing, I slept in ski goggles. <laughs> so bad. Oh, man. Um, and I was going to school for environmental studies and I didn't want to put any bad medication in my body. So I talked to a naturopath about different things but of course you know i'm like i'm suffering now and these things probably take years to develop some sort of fight in your body and oh it just nailed me down there i guess it's so hard <laughs> but over the past couple of years it's been um a oh, flonase is just a lifesaver and then i got these eye drops olopatadine uh thankfully there's a generic now but it used to be like for the teen for like a bottle where you oh, yeah. like a giant you're like I feel like this is a comically small, you know, bottle of eye drops. And it was $160 after my crappy insurance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's like, oh, some, I think I did the math and it was probably wrong because I'm not great at math, but I was like, it was like $300,000 a gallon at that. If you were to do that same right, proportion, right. not saying that, you know, of course things get cheaper in bulk, but just in, you know, in those numbers, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and thankfully now it's not that much, but yeah. That is like Goodness. one of the true PDX life hacks I feel like we got just there. That, that fulfills oh, yeah? the designation. <laughs> right. How to ride in the summer without act your allergies acting up. Yeah. Oh, if you can <laughs> if you can go, I mean, they work for me at least. If you can go to the doctor and uh, olopatadine, hey, yeah, yeah used to be called pat a day but they're like a 24-hour eye drop and there's nothing that's worked better for ah. me i tried tried everything and before there was a generic the insurance company fought it they were like we're not paying for this it's too expensive and i was like get fucked i've tried they were like you have to prove uh. that you've tried everything and i'm like okay yeah i'll get right on that <laughs> i'll get right on that for <laughs> you know and yeah twist my arm i had to talk to an old allergist who's like i'll get you that prescription i'll write it for you so we'll see it all worked out but that that's a good one my goodness because otherwise you know 
Rusty Fork seem like another uh, a fine alternative. I'm like, <laughs> claw my nah. eyes right out. Get these things out of my socket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, we look we'll forward to, to catching up with Tavern Tuesdays and the programs that yeah. Beeline is running once. You know, it's not not even a wants thing. I would just say at, at the time in which we can. Maybe we'll just can, say that. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll get some time to maybe uh, uh we used to do a uh, pedal palooza ride back in the day follow that trike where we would go around and go to different spots that we deliver to and we'd pass out fun treats from different partners we were working with at the time quacky or bamate or cliff bar or something like that we'll see maybe we'll try and get another another ride on the calendar yeah. whenever that calendar whenever month that is nice and if you yeah. are uh if you're riding around town and you ever see that beeline trike I have yeah. to say they are the most professional, enjoyable people to say hi oh. to in like, yeah. not a, hey, get out of my way, but like a fuck yeah, beeline kind of way. How you doing? Uh, oh, it just brings a big smile to their face. So oh, they're riders. That, all, all your riders are just such fantastic uh, folks to interact with in my experience. They're good people. They're definitely good people. Good team. I can't say enough good things about those folks who are working there. And I can't wait for whoever else is going to come in that's the fun part is that you know there will be some good people coming through so see what happens totally yeah well sam thanks so much for taking the evening to chat with us hey you two i sincerely appreciate the opportunity it's been wonderful to uh, speak with you both and i yeah really thankful to get to come on and you know talk about fun stuff totally i know cool 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 sweet sweet all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll catch you both on the flip side. We'll see you see you when we can see you. Alrighty. Right. Sounds good, Thanks, Sam. Sam. Have a Later good one. Best to you. You too. Bye. Cheers. Hey, while I'm thinking about it, I got these buttons. Todd Grosbeck. These these couple different buttons. This one is Schrodinger, and it says, "Have you seen my cat?" Nice. I'm not willing to give that one up, but I have these other buttons that, if you want, I'm willing to bike them over to your house someday. Yeah, and drop totally. Them. Hang on. So, I don't know if you... You don't do Instagram. No. Uh, he's done, like, that one. That's, like, a big theme of his lately. Uh, and then there is just a virus with you know the slash through Mm -hmm. nice i've been i've been doing some art stuff like that recently too i've been getting the drawn pencil back so to speak Mm. and i've been trying to do lots of like planet drawings um so i've i've been feeling the creative itch in that way too would love to give you some stickers in return sweet they'll be they'll be here next week i think i need to find if I still have my original partially completed version of the uh, bike map from the streets I've already oh, ridden. In yeah. <laughs> yes. So let me see if I can dig that up. I, I think I still have it around. Um, sweet. Well, I, we didn't have too much in terms of um, news yeah, or I don't headlines. remember any mail coming in. Uh, shall we do our calendar? I guess we'll, yeah, we'll just do a calendar. All right, I'm going to play the calendar thing. All right. I love, I love, I love, I love the calendar.
Don't don't ever use that. Okay, Tim. <laughs> All right. So due to COVID-19, we're reading events that are July 11th and post. Uh, so coming up first is the Lads 500 5th Annual in Portland, Oregon. And August 15th is the Swift Summit 100-200 version 4. That is in Lebanon, Oregon. And August 16th, the Swift's Swift Summit Northwest Hill Climb, location unknown. And our weekly showcase bike ride this week is, well, only because they are the latest one that I've seen on the Instagram expressing how uh, they miss riding with each other. And that is the DC Bike Party. Yeah, DC Bike Party. That makes sense. Thank you for being on the calendar, DC Bike Party. <laughs> yes. We were uh, we were Zooming with some friends in DC earlier this afternoon. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. So much, much love to our folks in DC. Yeah. Speaking of DC and Tim Mooney, every not so often, every so often, not in a regular way, we do have some happy hours with Tim Mooney of the Pedal Ship Project and us here on the Sprocket Podcast. So if you've got yourself a uh, Zoom and you want to just kind of hang out with us, it's kind of guided conversation. Um, Tim usually comes with a theme or somebody will have a theme and uh, the four of us kind of talk about that and pontificate for a while and um, and then uh, open up the floor to other questions and discussions. So if you feel like hanging out with us, we'd love to have you. Yeah. There was a good crew last week. We had, we had yeah. 20 folks on. That was really nice. Uh, yeah. Roughly. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so just check in with the pedal shift project at uh, pedalshift.net and uh, over with us at the sprocketpodcast.com. Also, I, I will not be as regular as Tim is with it, but our Instagrams, we tend to post the dates. Tim is a little bit better at it than I am. Um, but yeah, look for Pedal Shift on Instagram and our Instagram for the dates of those happy hours. Ooh, yeah. Right on. Um, oh, hey, we have some upcoming film by bike tour dates. Alvdal, Norway, September 4th. Sacramento, California, October 23rd, and Boise, Idaho, January 23rd. I do need to tell you, I did actually go there. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. We should definitely so, say that because okay. I feel like it's relevant and important. You know how I took my bike into Clever Cycles, my Brompton? I took that into Clever Cycles to get some parts put on it because that's the one bike I won't work on on my own. Um, and so as a thank you to the good people at Clever Cycles, I decided, oh, I should pick up some beer for them. And you know where Clever Cycles is. It's right around 9th and Hawthorne, which is very close to 12th and Division. So just took an extra few blocks of walking, went over there to the beer mongers on Southeast Division and 12th, and got me... Well, I got the good people at Clever Cycles a few beers and then got me a couple of kombuchas, one 
one that I drank almost immediately and one that I'm consuming right now, the Wildland Kombucha, of course, Blueberry Hibiscus. So good. So good. Um, and Sean was there all in full mask and, and gloves. And he also had someone someone there working uh, also in, in masks. Shop is open. Feel free to like go there. Uh, don't spend a whole lot of time browsing around, maybe, but uh, you know, go get some beer. Support the place. Yeah. And also, I will apologize to Sean. My just out of reaction, I went to shake his hand. He's smart enough to just kind of like back up and go like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you get that a lot if you're yeah. if you're. <laughs> Every fourth person, probably. Yeah. I tried to do that to somebody the other day. Yeah, on the way there, I I warned him and I said, um, just so you know, I'm going to be spending a significant amount of money here. But yeah, they're open. So feel free to head on down there. Yeah. Get yourself a few bottles. Check it out. As always, thanks to the beer mongers. Right on. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at X-Ray FM Studios thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headlines sounder. Mark is Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wisinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler. Dave Knows. Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, oh, that's me. Elf, Aaron Green, author of We Are Like Sons and founder of The Granary. Campsite, Mac Nurse, David, Nathan Poulton. Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finner, and Brad Hipwell. Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron. Thanks for the buttons. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks. Cacao. Cacao. Marshall, Paula Funitake, Cyclecraft. Philip M., Spartan Dale, no relation. Mr. T, who never really left. Bike Initiative, Keweenaw, Sarah G., Adam D, go dig a hole. Thanks for joining the fireside chat the other day, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah. Good to see you. Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M, David C, our newest donor, 503. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now wash your hands. And maintain safe distances, social distances. Two meters. You know what? I'm going to say two meters from now on. Two Let's meters. use the metric system. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>